Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. SoupX, the Startup Expo, North America's premier startup conference, is March 6th and 7th, 2017, in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Affordably priced, SoupX is a two-day international conference featuring workshops, panels, speeches, a $50,000 startup competition, and over 100 exhibitors. For more information, go to sup-x.org. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Chrissy Larson. She's a founder and CEO at Why the Health Not. Chrissy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. It, you're also a fellow podcaster, so that's always interesting to have you on the show. But maybe before we kind of get into exactly what you're doing, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Sure. I was born and raised in Boise, Idaho. All right. So it's uh, have you ever been to Idaho? Um, I've driven through the top part of Idaho. I don't think it was in Boise, or I don't think I made it that far down. So, no, I have not. <laughs> it's, it's a great place to live. Um, it's a great place to exit and go visit other places, but it's definitely a beautiful place to live. Sure. That, that's awesome. Um, so, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So, you, you, you're born and raised in Idaho. Um, what, what, did, what did you end up taking in uh, kind of post-secondary? So I was kind of an entrepreneur from birth. Okay. I started my own business when I was four. And really? I, yeah, I, I always had just different little ventures going on. And so I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to own my own business. And so that's where I went. I went to a lot of trade schools and got a lot of different certifications. And I did some business courses. But for the most part, I started up my own company when I was 20. And I've owned multiple different versions of it ever since. Sure. So walk me through kind of what, why the health not, or like why did you decide to found it and what it exactly is it? Sure. So I spent 16 years in health education. I owned wellness centers and I taught nutritional counseling. I was a massage therapist, I was a personal trainer. I taught cooking classes. And so I was in every aspect, I was a life coach, every aspect of health maintenance and proactive wellness and education, understanding oneself. Well, it's very, when you own a brick and mortar, you can only help so many people every single day. And as we both know, technology has changed everything. So as I grew in my career, there was opportunity to connect and help more people um, if I were to jump to the technology side of health education. So I started becoming well-versed on what was out there, all of the new digital platforms, the integration in medical devices, being able to track everything from your steps during the day to your food consumption. So I started listening to what the individuals, and I started asking more directed questions to the people I was working with of what they were using and what they liked and what they would be interested in and what their needs and wants were. And it started to grow. Like within me, I started then to become a little bit restless in being stuck in four walls every single day working with individuals. And I started to see the possibilities of reaching out and 
maybe helping hundreds of thousands of millions of people with using the same technology and the, the, the concepts that I was using in the wellness center, but putting this concept into what we now call HOPE, which is our health-oriented pairing engine, um, putting it into a digital platform. So I learned about algorithms and predictive analytics and what that meant. And I basically changed everything that I thought I knew and moved to a totally different um, just perspective of what the possibilities were, like most people do once you understand how to use all of the extensions on Google Chrome or you understand all of the little hacks that we use for social media. Um, as a podcaster, you have to use a lot of different ways to communicate with your audience and to engage them in what you're doing. So I just created that with a, it's kind of like a life hack. What okay. do we need? What do we want? That's interesting. So you, you decided to start your kind of your own health startup and, and you created this kind of hope program. So what exactly do you guys offer to people? Because you kind of seem to be in kind of three verticals, correct? Yes. So it's called a multi-sided platform. And what that allows us to do, if we're going to use um, a common um, popular startup like Uber or Airbnb, sure. there is individuals that have a product that they can give, individuals that want it, and then there's this pairing company that brings them together for the perfect match. Well, in healthcare, there isn't exactly something like that. There isn't a trending social platform that allows us to identify a need and pairs us with the perfect product in order to optimize our life. So that's what we've created. We've created a platform to identify our life needs and then pairs you with products, resources, and professionals that help fit those needs. So it's much more specific than you Googling, like I have a headache, what do I take? The system asks you a series of questions to understand below your surface problem to what maybe the root cause is, and then allows you to work through those issues with yourself asking the right questions and then pairs you with the perfect match and the resource. Okay, that's actually, that's really interesting. So walk me through kind of how do you, okay, so like I, I sign up for the service. How do I, like walk me through how I actually use the platform to find, um, to find something. Sure, so just like you would download any new app, you download it in there. And then there's a lot of, extensions and integrations that you'll be able to connect. Do you want to track your nutrition? Do you want to get on a workout plan? And we break everything down into six pillars of wellness. So we're really focusing on this new idea of whole health wellness. So physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, financial, and missed one. <laughs> There's six. <laughs> um, so when you look at those different things, if you are financially unwell, then you're not going to be able to um, eat correctly or take care of yourself physically, maybe get as many checkups as you want. It decreases your ability to be socially well and to go out and do things that make you happy. So there's a lot of different components in our life 
that affect one another, but we don't and we haven't been taught to look at those as our health regimen. They're just like, well, these is the stuff that's going on in my life. But they really, really depend on one another in order to keep you motivated and to keep you healthy. Sure. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think people, it's, it's interesting because I, I even like, like to use myself in as exam, or as an example. Like, I'm lucky that we actually over the summer had kind of like a corporate challenge where we brought in a couple um, trainers a couple of times a week and we did like kind of team team workouts either out on we have, we have a patio too so you know poor, poor me life's hard right but um, we we work out we worked on the worked out on the patio a couple couple times a week either at lunch or kind of early in the morning before work and and then we have like showers and stuff here and. I, I know most people don't have that and I know like a lot of the people on the team participated you know and didn't really miss that many um, sessions but I, I think like since that stopped and we don't have like trainers coming to us pretty much most people have kind of dropped off and, and lost that kind of motivation or just you know it's something that kind of falls by the wayside because it, it's just not a top priority and I would put myself in that category like I know I need to do something but I'm not willing to actually work it into my schedule for a, a bunch of made up reasons. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, so I was an employer for so many years. I had so many different, I guess I'm still an employer, sure. which is different now. Um, so being an employer, to look at it from that perspective is individuals would come in all the time and um, they are, anything that's in their personal life, they end up bringing to work. Sure. So, you would have individuals that are that come down with the flu and they would be gone two weeks from work and you're like that's that's a lot of time that you're missing from work and or if they're having issues in um, their romantic life or their personal friendships and whatnot they would bring that to work and especially if you're the type of um, leader that becomes friends with the individuals that work with you sure. then they start to to really bring that on so there needs to be a system with corporate wellness programs I've always been a fan of corporate wellness programs since they started and I followed them pretty closely because I think they give a lot of amazing resources and tools to their employers to help them be more successful where I feel that they fall short is those resources and tools are specifically for that employee and their biggest influencers, their family members, their friends, they don't have access to the same resources and tools. So when we were building this program, we created it where the end user, you or I, get completely free access to this program. There isn't a monthly cost that in order for you to stay on the platform, in order for you to use it. So when we go to corporations and we integrate our program into their system, they may have 10,000 employees and then every one of those employees has 10 or 15 friends that are their closest influencers and it's all free to all of them. They're, they all have the same resources, the same accessibility and the same usage. So you're not going to fall short. <clears throat> We've created emotional gamification in there, so like you were saying, you know, you guys would work out together and you would all stay motivated if you were working out together. But if, if one or two starts to fall off and then you start to lose that motivation, well, 
within the system, we've created reward systems and ways that keep you emotionally engaged because the system understands your personal behaviors and motivators. So I can understand if I were if I were Hope and you entered into the system, then it would understand what Kevin's motivators and behaviors are. And so it would do things and add different components that allow you to want to be on the platform every day and to not lose that engagement. Sure. No, that that makes a lot of sense. And like for us, we all pitched like I think 20 or 30 bucks. So like the pool was pretty decent, right, to the winner. I didn't win, but, um, you know, like it, it was motivating. And, and at least for me, it, the fact that like you almost felt like you were letting the team down if you didn't go, right? And maybe that's just something psychological. But for me, it was kind of like, well, I, I got to go. Like I'm part of the team. And, you know, it just happened to benefit that it was like doing something healthy, right? And so I think that's interesting. And, and partly why I wanted to have you on the show is because you, you have this platform that kind of, you know, we, well, we kind of talked about the health seekers, but you also, and you kind of just briefly mentioned kind of that you have this program for employers as well. And I think it's important that, because we spend so much time at work, right? And if the employer can get kind of more involved in this stuff, then it probably even keeps their health benefit costs down. Have you found that at all? Oh yeah, absolutely. So if I can keep, so imagine I have two employees right now that are out of work and they've been out of work for two weeks. They've been sick. So they have pretty important jobs in what we're doing. So we have to replace them. So there's a, a major cost or the projects that they're working on get held up for two weeks. Well, two weeks, in a technical startup is a huge time that's a lifetime you know and so if you can keep but imagine as and we're we're small still so imagine if you amplify that and you get to these larger corporations that have tens of thousands of employees and they have these same issues with their employees being sick all the time well we teach them about health maintenance. So health maintenance is understanding your body's cues and not just giving in to being sick. Understanding how to take supplements, understanding what foods are right for your body because maybe what works in your system and what works in mine actually do differ and my body likes different things. So we need to eat a little bit differently. We need to stay mentally well. A lot of people get really depressed at this time of year for various reasons and that makes them more vulnerable to viruses and diseases and different things that are going, you know, that come in and try to invade their body. So the mental component is huge and a lot of people don't think about how big and how much that impacts them. Well, if you're mentally unwell, you're going to be intellectually, it's gonna start to affect you intellectually, which is where you're employer really tries to focus you know they hired you for your intellect and they want you to be able to be um, functioning at your highest capabilities and so if you have all of these different components that aren't working and meshing well then it's going to make a big difference so yes it's huge in the productivity having sick days having um just people that are present because just because someone's sitting in their desk it doesn't mean they're actually present or that they're functioning at their highest 
capability for you as an employer. Sure. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And you, it's interesting you brought up kind of the dietary stuff because like I'm celiac. So there's like certain things obviously I can eat. Right. And it's it's tricky because sometimes if you do eat something with like weed in it for me, it's like it totally affects me. Right. And like I can be like really kind of moody and I find it like really hard to like focus. Right. But so to your point, like, yeah, I'm at work, but if I can't really focus, like how much work am I really doing me? And sometimes that can last a few days. Right. So I think it's super important and like trying to work on knowing like how to kind of get back to normal is, can be a huge pain. One of the cool things that we do for employers is we analyze their employees for them on an anonymous platform. Okay. So just because they, are a part of the employee program, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to tell your boss exactly what your performance levels. It's saying in this division, this is the feedback that we're getting from your employees. They're able to focus 70% of the time. They feel that the communication with the leaders within the upper management within that different area is at a 4%. So what we do is we help them to understand and improve engagement on both sides. Like what can the employer do to help support the employees and vice versa? So that's one of the things that we do for employers to truly understand what, I mean, when you break it down, what the behaviors and the motivators are of their employees in that particular area. Because as you move into the different divisions, obviously, they're gonna be a little bit different. Like if you look at a grocery chain like Winco. So if you have their cashiers and then you have their night crew that is working um, the stock, they're probably gonna have different behaviors and motivators um, a lot just because they're on completely different schedules. So if you're working all night versus working during the day, your needs and the way that your body functions are actually quite different. So you have to look at those type of factors as well. Sure. No, that, I think that makes a lot of sense. And and then you guys also kind of tie in the service providers, like the you know chiropractors and, and whatnot. What? How does? How do they tie into the platform? Sure, they're extremely important. One of the newest things with um, the digital healthcare revolution is patient power. So the democratization of healthcare and giving the patient access to all of their medical records, allowing them to get in to see specialists faster. So not getting on lists that take six months because they have to see a general practitioner that gets referred to this specialist, which then gets referred to this other surgeon. So there's a lot of different things and pathways that have gotten in the way. So that takes time and trial and error because maybe you went to the wrong specialist to begin with or you didn't actually know what was going on with your body because you don't personally know yourself very well. So there's a lot of different things that have caused issues in individuals' life. It's cost a lot of money, they've turned on the system so now they don't actually support the, the medical system and they've given up on it. And I would see that because I was in a you no, know, I owned a wellness center. So people that would come to me, they'd kind of had all of these really bad experiences. And so now they're like, okay, well, help me just maintain the pain. And these individuals had lived with chronic pain for 10, 15, 25 years. Wow. 
And so when you look at that, you're like, well, there, there's a problem here. Why are there so many people that feel like the system has failed them? And so when we were building the, the analytics process, I found it was really important to ask the right questions and help you know, the, the health seekers understand what exactly each individual professional offered and what they needed. So if you send a professional, a well-versed health seeker, so someone that understands and has tracked and, uh, and knows what exactly they're looking for, then the system can match them with the professional that offers those specific expertise. And so that pairing comes a lot faster. So that money that is spent, that time where the person is getting worse and worse and worse with their condition because they're not addressing it, um, that can minimize and we can avoid these diseases um, that are preventable. So there's a seven year period where an individual or a disease may start showing signs that it's invading the body or it's attacking the body. And if you can prevent it at any time during that seven years, then you may be able to avoid the chronicness or death or whatever that disease offers someone. Wow. You'll be able to avoid it completely. So that's what we're trying to do is understand what each individual professional offers by putting them through this analytics process and the health seeker. So once you do that, there's a lot of really great programs out there now that we can integrate into ours that allows you, that has millions, uh, over a half million um, different professional physicians and specialists in there that you can, once you have access to your medical records, now you can put it on these platforms and get 1,200 second opinions. And that allows you to now have the power of choice and where you want to take your health. So maybe in Boise, Idaho, I've had a stroke and I have a, a brain aneurysm. And there isn't the accessibility that I need in order to fix it here. But I find out that there is a hospital in Minneapolis that has a robot that allows it to go in and hit that brain aneurysm, even if it's, on, if it's on the center brain stem, and allows me, the chances may be only a 30 or 40% success rate, but then that's my choice. It's not the doctors telling me to stay here and just live the rest of my life. It allows me to go and make that choice, own my wellness, and say, I'm going to try it. I'm going to, you know, what are my what are my odds? You know, I can stay here and die, or I can fly to Minneapolis and have the surgery. So that's what we're trying to do is, is give that power, find that connection, and hopefully save a lot of people's lives. Sure. That, that's amazing. And I love how you kind of tie the three together, like, you know, the health seeker, um, the service providers, and the employer. I think that's super important because, well, I haven't really seen a platform that does that really well at all, right? And it's kind of, at least in my experience, you're kind of left to kind of just like sort this out yourself and I think a lot of people especially that are busy it's always like I'll get to that next week and next week kind of never comes right but if you have something and and you know like with Google and Apple they've kind of you know that if you have a watch or something they'll buzz you to get up every 30 minutes and like move around and whatnot right so I think companies are starting to embrace this stuff but 
it's it's we're still so early on in in kind of like the health tech revolution and i think what you're doing is is really innovative and really cool in in the space um so many people well the thing is is i've i go to conventions all the time and i'm really involved in the health tech community and it costs so much money and there's so many different hurdles that you have to go get past in order to make little steps. So you're you're basically taking three steps forward, six steps back. Sure. And so it's one of those things. But the but the great thing about what we've done is we've become a connector. We've become a pairing algorithm. And by being the connector, that allows us to not look at these other tech companies as competition, but as different contributors to our program. Like if you have a issue with, um, you said celiac, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's all of these different companies that have focused on finding solutions and great innovation for individuals with celiac. So we wouldn't look at those different technical companies and be like, Oh no no! Stay with our company because it's the greatest. No, our job, even if you never use our platform more than to be connected with that company that helps save your life. Sure. Then we did our job. We connected you with the right platform and the right resources for you. So if maybe our platform isn't something you come back to, it's that miracle on 34th Street um, mentality. Sure. Maybe you're like, hey, no, that system. I don't actually use it because I don't have time or it, it just didn't fit into my lifestyle. But then you tell four or five people around it, they're like, but it did connect me with this, which has transformed my life. And so you tell four people and it's the power of pay it forward. So we feel that um, if we helped you transform your life by connecting you with that other company, then we totally won and our system did exactly what it was supposed to do. Sure, that that's amazing. So. I'm curious then, obviously you've been in this industry a long time, how do you motivate somebody like myself or what do you tell people like myself where they know they should be doing something and they kind of do it sporadically at best? So it's baby steps. It's like anything. So today I got up at 6.30 and I went to the gym for two hours and I'm trying to figure out ways to... Multi, well, I'm a big multitasker. Any entrepreneur is. And so my gym has a theater room in it. And I'm listening to Ask Gary V okay. right now. And so I put my headphones on and I went in the theater room and it's dark. And there's a movie going on in the background, but no one goes in there. And there's all this different equipment that I can work out on. And I don't know why the other people don't use it. Maybe they go and they like to talk to other people while they're working out. For me, I just want to get it done and just kind of use it as like me time. Sure. So I go in this room and I was able to post all of my social media posts I need to. I listened to two hours of the book and I was able to just kind of like zen. And today I have been so, I've got so much more done today by just getting up and doing my normal routine. I feel better. I have more energy. I didn't have to drink any coffee. <laughs> like there's a lot of different things. So the system, what it's going to do is, is it social? So like me, I posted a lot about of what I did, all of my thoughts, because I'm a 
big thinker. So I'm like, what do you think about this? And I did that. And so I actually posted about what I did. And I was like, okay, so what is your morning routine? And I posted in all the groups I'm in. And I was like, and I've got all this incredible feedback. And so it's something like that because we built it on a social platform and it's a life platform. So people like in LinkedIn, when you go to LinkedIn and someone posts something that is more Facebook appropriate, man, the Hawks are in. <laughs> they're, totally. they're attacking you and they're like, this is not a LinkedIn post. Go back to Facebook. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it's a mindset, right? It's a, it's a perspective. So when you're on the Why the Health Not platform, you are there in the mindset that you're there for the betterment of your life and you're there to be empowered by other individuals and supported. And so a million gym selfies, you're like, oh, well, this is a platform for that, so that's awesome. I'm supposed to do that here. And it's just like, what Snapchat? I'm supposed to wear silly faces and do <laughs> funny things. Like you, you're, you know that that's okay there because that's what everyone does. So we feel that we're gonna be the new social platform that allows you to be motivated and empowered by other individuals and not attacked by that which there hasn't been a platform that has been able to accomplish that yet. Sure. No, I, I totally agree. And I, I think I, I would assume that posting pictures of food and stuff is, is fine too because I know people get crucified for that too. Not that I post pictures of food. I'm just saying like I'm assuming that's totally fine. Like if you're like check out what I'm having for like lunch, it's healthy or, or whatever. Absolutely. I mean that's one of the biggest things. Like you're supposed to be on this platform to be like I'm jogging or I – in anything that has to do it, I mean, even individuals that say are spiritual, like I'm out meditating on the grass, you know, <clears throat> you've got this, this safe place to look at these six pillars of wellness and to be supported by that. So I feel that um, that's how we keep people motivated because someone may do something funny or use humor and you're like, you know what, I'm going to try that. And you're like, wow. This is actually working for me because one of the other things on there is it's all very visual. So it's an infograph. So what your page looks like is a visual infograph of your life. So if you're looking at all the choices you make and the accomplishments and what your goals are in the future and looking back and being able to see, man, I really killed it last week. I felt great. Like I didn't have any issues there, like all of my levels were really high because you it allows you to look at where you're at socially where you're at physically mentally and kind of gives you a gauge to look at that so if you're like okay i'm looking at my life right here it looks pretty good and you're like wow this week actually looks pretty crappy i need to step it up so it's got that visual component as well to keep you motivated sure no that makes a lot of sense and so does the system then tell me, obviously, if I slacked off for this week or a couple of weeks, or, or how does it kind of deal with, with that when people kind of disengage or it becomes a busy time of the year or they're on holidays, or, or how does that work? So we've been throwing around the idea, because we're still finishing the development of everything. Sure. You know, we've been throwing around the idea of giving different accents and having it cuss at you in as like a Jewish grandmother, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. We thought that would be kind of funny in order to and let you go into your settings and be like, okay, if I'm not doing anything, you know, I want my grandma to yell at me. 
So to have those different types of accents and voices that it comes up and be like, son, what do you think you're doing? And, you know, all of these different things. So that's one of the ways that we're looking at it. We think um, using humor, people take healthcare and what they have to do with it so serious. And I think that that's what where the high failure rate comes in. It's because it's the one part of their life they forget to have a little bit of fun with, and they forget that you know you have to you have to stay mentally well in order to overcome anything that you are faced with. And so humor is obviously the best medicine for everything. So I think that we're we're gonna take a humorous component, you know, like stab at it, and then during the beta over the next year we'll kind of get the feedback and then really hone in on what the true answer is but right now that's where we're at i I think that's amazing and i I love that you guys are like trying these things and trying different angles of this stuff right because i know like a lot of people don't know and i that you can like like on the iphone or something you can change like siri's voice to be have different accents or or you can pick like a man or woman and on google i don't even know what the the voice is called but you can like change them to different things and for a while there on like Google Maps, I had like a British lady and I thought it was just hilarious. So I, I totally get that angle, right? Because I, th- I think it's great. So I, I know you're kind of looking at, at getting kind of more beta users. P- how can people sign up for the beta and, and when can they actually start playing with the platform? Sure, so we're hoping to have the platform out within the first um, quarter of 2017. Right now, what we're doing is we are bringing on all sorts of professionals or individuals, and we're offering a six-month or a 12-month trial. And what they get for that is they pay a very minimal rate, and every single month, we write a blog about what they're doing. So because we have to shift the, the way that people have talked about healthcare, we need to get these professional experts to talk about the opportunities that are there for health maintenance and proactive wellness. So we go and we have our um, interviewers interview whatever that professional is, and then we write a professional blog on them and put it on our site so that people can start to see like, wow, my spiritual leader, my local educator, my financial advisor, my massage therapist, all of these other individuals, the individual that works in the grocery store, in the nutrition section, those are all experts in their field that are wellness providers. And so shifting that to be like even a realtor. So some people think this is a little bit of a stretch, but if you have a really great realtor and they find the right home, where where's your safe space, your home, right? Sure. So understanding an individual's needs and then meeting those needs, well, now they become a wellness provider if you're looking at whole health wellness. So that's what we're focusing on. And then they get a free six months or 12 months in the platform if they come on and are one of our experts that are uh, building our platform and our expert portfolio for us right now. Got you. Okay. So... Did you, are, did you guys raise a bunch of money or did you self-fund or, or how do you guys kind of running this right now? Um, so we have been self-funded Okay. up until now. We are closing our seed round funding. So we finally did 
move into the angel investors realm and then um, by selling these packages to different professionals to bring them on board um, that's one of the ways that's our that's our product at the moment and then bringing on these employers so selling these employer packages, these analytics that we go in and we start to understand the employees and the employers um, and then giving them back the metrics there uh, we sell those packages now as well yeah that's great so I, I think it makes a lot of sense I, I love the platform and what you guys are doing and I, I know you guys are still in beta but I thought it, it still makes sense to have you on the show because I think it's important to kind of get this out as soon as possible because like you mentioned like you guys aren't that far away from actually having this thing you know up and live and and I think it's interesting to cover people that are that have a different spin on the healthcare space and I know kind of the American healthcare system is has kind of gotten some bad rap over the last little while and I know with like Obamacare and whatever like there's been some huge changes and I think one of the main ways that you can solve the kind of problems with it is kind of bringing tech into the healthcare space. And, and I love what you guys are doing with that, right? And I think it's super important. Well, thank you so much. I, it's, it feels great to have support. It has been so much work. And oh, yes, I can imagine. <laughs> it's such a fight to even make it here. You know, when you're developing something that is so new to people you're changing and shifting exactly everything they've known about healthcare and the system and what it works you know you i've never so this is kind of funny this is one of my my takes from 2016 and this is a little more personal and maybe sharing a little bit too much about like my personal feelings and whatnot it's but it's all good i love it so i'm going to talk about it so i realized something about myself i always um i don't like it when people don't like me <laughs> okay, interesting. So, sure. And I uh, had never had so many people that I feel like didn't like me or didn't understand what I was doing and didn't support what I was doing. So it caused like controversy in our relationships as what I've had building a startup and moving into an area that takes extreme focus and is difficult to break into. So... I have to make sure that I understand that in myself and I think that's one of my um, faults is the fact that I'm like, I, I try to overcompensate for the fact that I'm like, oh well, you know, I, I try to over explain what I'm doing because I'm like, well I don't want you to not like me because of this or, you know, we try to make these things, I think you just need to, to focus and to not worry about what other people think because you're on a you're on a path that it, you're going to run into hurdles. People aren't going to always support you and they're not going to understand what you're doing. And you make mistakes, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you know it and you're like, oh crap, I should have yep. gone this direction. <laughs> no, so, I, I, think that's, a, I think that's really good advice though, right? Because being like, I've, you know, I'm involved in a couple startups now and I've been been involved with them in the past and man is it a roller coaster ride even like even in like say the morning sometimes you have like a bunch of highs and a bunch of lows depending on who you talk to or or what happened or you know you rolled out you pushed an update that had a bu bunch of bugs or like it it is such a roller coaster ride and you're right there's going to be haters there's going to be supporters and kind of everywhere 
everybody in between. But but I think it's good, right? And I think it's it's tricky. And the one thing that I've gotten over just kind of to share something personal too is like just doing the show is getting over my fear of kind of public speaking. And it's really gotten, for me anyway, I've kind of stopped. Well, I'm not, I feel like I've never really cared what people thought of me, but I was always scared to put content kind of out there. And now that I'm like creating content on a weekly basis, I know people are going to hate it. I know people are going to love it. I know people aren't going to not care about it, but I'm okay with that now. Right. And getting over that for me was huge. Yeah, I know. I feel I, I totally agree. I feel like it's, yeah, just understanding. And so I was in this delusion that it would be a lot easier than it actually was because sure. I think my life wasn't really that difficult up until the point that I decided to create a startup, you know, <laughs> like I, thought so. it was. Yes. I was like, no, man, I have had a really difficult life and I've overcome every obstacle and it's, it's been amazing. And, and you know, I'm a warrior. I, I can do whatever I want. And then I started to create a startup and I was like, wow, I knew nothing, like nothing compared to as difficult as, as it is to break into an industry that you do not have <clears throat> So, you know, a, a history with. So, yeah, it's it's been difficult and I've, I've learned a lot about myself. But I've grown so much. Like, I am so proud of the person that I've become over the past couple years and how I have dealt with certain situations and then how I've gone back and fixed situations that I dealt with badly and stuff. Sure, sure. So, yeah, no, I um, <clears throat> it's definitely been a roller coaster and I've learned more about myself, I think, in the last two years than I probably have in my entire lifetime, which I think says a lot. Sure. No, I think that's amazing. And I, I think the thing that's that's interesting about it, too, is the only people that understand what you're going through are other people that have built a startup or are building a startup, right? It's like it's really hard to relate even to, like, your close family members. They don't really get it some days, right? <clears throat> no, they don't. And I think that's why it's so important when I – talk to other individuals and they're like that are just getting into it and they're like well, what you know what is your biggest advice and my biggest advice is to surround yourself and to make it a top priority to go to conventions and to uh, be surrounded by other individuals I think that's why accelerators and incubators are such a big deal and so important in the growth of of becoming a successful founder is you are with like-minded individuals on the same path and dealing with the same problems. And you're, like you said, your friends and your family members, they're not. They're not dealing with that. When you borrow money for a brick and mortar and you go to the bank and they say you're going to have the money in 45 days, you get the money in 45 days. <laughs> yep. So an angel investor, <laughs> like, this idea is amazing and I'm completely going to back you and, you know, send me your deck. We're doing this. And then nine months later, you're like, that didn't work out, you yep. know? Totally. <laughs> so yep. just such a different type of, of problems that you deal with. So, and find really great mentors. Um, and I think that LinkedIn is the best place for that. So going and finding just in your city, finding advisors and mentors there is okay. But you wanna you wanna reach for the stars. If you like, if your site is to be the number one, the next health network, 
you have to reach out to people that have been in huge unicorn startups and not be afraid to email them every day and be like, listen, I just want to talk to you. I just, you know, five minutes of your time. Sure, <laughs> sure. Read their books or listen to their podcasts. I mean, it's so important to really immerse yourself in the industry and educate yourself by individuals that have already done that. Um, that is the number one thing that I think that has kept me going is being able to contact those people, reading those books, listening to their podcasts. I mean, it's it's huge. No, that that's amazing. But we're kind of coming to the end of the show, so maybe let's close the show. Maybe giving like a quick, um, again, if somebody tuned in a little bit later, exactly just a quick overview of the platform again and then where people can get more information online. Sure. So the platform is called Why the Health Not. We are a proactive wellness solution for individuals that makes healthcare and health maintenance completely accessible and it's based on a free platform. So anyone, anywhere can have access to the tools and resources that we're offering. Perfect. That's amazing. And it's whythehealthnot.com. You can get more information. Yes. Perfect. And then I'm, are you guys, and you guys are on all the social medias, I'm assuming too, like Facebook, yep. Twitter, and LinkedIn. Obviously, you're yeah, on LinkedIn. You mentioned everywhere. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great, though. I love that. Well, Chrissy, thanks again for taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you. And, you know, can't wait till you actually launch this thing in uh, 2017. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be on your show today. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. okay bye. bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com and keep them in the future.